0: Hello, and welcome to the Doha podcast, CAMS List. Doha advocates for at-risk detainees in China and is the only NGO that can submit prisoner lists directly to the Chinese government and receive written responses. For over two decades, Doha De has collected the names of at-risk detainees and conducted human rights dialogue directly with the Chinese government. About 15 years ago, Doha expanded its mission of human rights dialogue with China to include juvenile justice and women in prisons. I'm your host, Siwa Leong. In this episode of Cam's List, we're going to be talking to Doha founder, John Cam, about his involvement with Father Giancarlo Politti, a Catholic priest living in Hong Kong in the early 1990s, and the release of Father Lee Feng Chun. Hello, John.
1: Hello, Siwa. Thank you for doing this.
0: Before we start, I wanted to bring up something that's been in the news recently, the sentencing of Professor Rahil Dawit in Xinjiang.
1: So on uh, September the 9th, I uh, saw uh, a document written by a senior Chinese official. This document uh, concerned the sentencing of uh, Professor Raheel Dawood. Earlier, I had been told, back in early 2019, uh, that she had been tried uh, for splitism, which is a crime of endangering state security. But we didn't know what the sentence was. So this document revealed for the first time that, in fact, she had been sentenced to life in prison. So we set to work, uh, working with the family and with others uh, who are knowledgeable of the situation, and we crafted a press statement. That statement was released on September the 21st. And since then, the response has been incredible. Why was that? One reason is, well, of course, how can it be that she was, in fact, tried and sentenced sometime in 2019, but here it is, 2023, and we still, we didn't know what the result of, of the trial. That's, that's one reason. Another reason uh, is that uh, she was very much in the good graces, if you will, of the Chinese government. She uh, had received awards, grants from the Ministry of Culture. She had met Jiang Zemin. She really was considered, and she
0: was very apolitical. In a case like this, what does Do do next?
1: It's very important that we not forget her, that we continue to raise her name, continue to press for information. The only thing we know is that she was sentenced to life in prison.
0: As you said, John, it's really important to remember people whose human rights have been denied by the system. And that brings us to your story, The Two Good Priests. The story of The Two Good Priests is about John's involvement with Father Giancarlo Politti and the release of Father Li Fangchun. Father Politti was an Italian missionary who first went to Hong Kong in the 1970s, working out of Yunlong and Xunwan. In the 1980s, he began traveling widely in China, documenting the Catholics there. John, how is it that you came to work with Father Politi?
1: My first intervention, as listeners may recall, was in 1990, when I was the president of the American Chamber of Commerce. I continued intervening on behalf of prisoners in 1991. Uh, The focus in those days was very much on the Tiananmen Square prisoners. By 92, I started to branch out and including Catholics, Catholic priests, bishops, lay people, uh, and in those days, there were quite a few who were in undergoing what we call coercive measures. So where do you go to get information on these Catholic priests? And the go-to guy was Father Polity. He kept like a running list. I liken it to a, a samizdat in the old Soviet Union. Uh, mimeographed lists of people. And so I found out about this and uh, I started to submit lists the chinese government on these
0: catholics what was father policy like
1: he was very proud of his work uh, and he should have should be i mean his lists were the if you will the gospel of, of imprisoned catholics all of the the human rights groups amnesty human rights watch and so on and 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 eventually Dweihua. we relied on him for the lists in january 1992 I uh, made my first list of Catholics. I put together a list and I submitted it to the Ministry of uh, Justice in Beijing. I started to get responses, which, again, everyone was amazed that the Chinese were actually responding to my list. Uh, so uh, to carry on, I decided, OK, you know, I made a phone call to Father Polity and I, I decided to go and visit with him out in uh I believe was Clearwater Bay. And that's where the PIME, now that's uh, the initials of the Italian for Pontifical Institute of Foreign Missions, Mission Etrangere, okay? PIME. So that's where they were based. Uh, And so I went out to see them. Now, again, in those days, first of all, I was very heavy, maybe 250 pounds. And uh, so I had a car and a driver and I go out there and he remembers me pulling up and I get out and I'm in a suit and I'm a big guy and uh, I go into his place. Now, the idea was we would meet for a, just a little while and then we would go in for lunch. Now, he said, well, we'll have a simple meal. It was anything but simple. I mean, it was heaps of pasta and meat and fish a lot of pasta which i loved and uh so we and and of course lots of wine chianti and we would sit there and drink but before we got to the dining hall we met in his office and his office was piled high with books and letters and of course his his newsletter and uh he had given me the most recent one and uh yeah this is this is the incident because you know i said hey, I see all these previous lists, can I have a complete set? And he said, it's not necessary. We update it and we include every everything on past lists and the most recent list. And I said, well, father, I'm a businessman. And whenever I'm involved in a transaction, I want to see the whole record. You would be surprised how many things just fall through the cracks. So he said, okay, okay. So he asked the seminarian to make a complete set for me. And after lunch, I took these and I went back to my office, which in those days was in Hopewell Center in Wanchai. And uh, so I took all of them and I started to go through. And then I discovered that this father, Li Fang Chun, had slipped off the list. So, yes, I put it right back on and I made a special inquiry to the Ministry of Justice. They came back. They were very surprised I was asking about this guy. And uh, this this is... and true to the present day. If you ask the Ministry of Justice for information on a prisoner, they go down to the provincial prison bureau, and the prison bureau asks the prison itself, what's happened to this guy? Now, the prison is wondering, what is this all about? Of course, the prison bureau and the ministry doesn't tell the prison what this is about, so they have to think what's going on. So, anyway, the prison gets this request for Li Fang Chun, and takes a while and uh, the next time i hear from the ministry of justice very abrupt he's been released around the time i asked about him he was he was released now later we found out that he had been granted medical parole he was in very bad shape apparently he couldn't even remember that he had been a priest he couldn't walk the local catholic community a brother and a, a sister took him in nursed him back to health Where this was taking place was uh, in Shangqiu and a very Catholic area of of China.
0: And what did Father Polity do next?
1: He made a point to uh, travel up there to meet with the Father.
0: Who was Father Li Fangchun?
1: So Father Li Fangchun was ordained in uh, Shangqiu in secret together with six other Catholics. And they were all labeled a counter-revolutionary group. And uh, that was a very, very serious crime. And they all were given long sentences.
0: John, can you give some context here and describe what it was like for a Catholic priest to travel in China back then?
1: Very dangerous. First of all, he he couldn't wear his collar. So he had to wear a suit with a tie. He had to look like uh, some kind of a foreign businessman. He would take these trips up to China to find out what was happening. Uh, he could have well, at the very least he he would have been expelled. He probably would have been held in detention, and God knows what else would happen to him. So he travels up there and he meets with the brother and the sister and Father Lee, and uh, they decide uh, they will go back to his home village, okay, which is about twenty kilometers. Uh, from Shangqiu. I don't know the name of the village even. So he he goes up there. And then when he came back, he told me what happened. They get in a car, they find a driver, probably a local Catholic, and they take off. But it took quite a while. It may not have been in Shangqiu. Since he was held in Kaifeng prison, it was probably close to Kaifeng. So anyway, it takes several hours and on the road... Father Polity, who spoke very good Chinese, by the way, both Cantonese and Mandarin, and so uh, he explains to Father Li Hongzhen, my involvement, what happened, you know, how was it that this Catholic businessman played such a role in his release? And you know, Father Li was very emotional; he was he was weeping. Uh, but as the car approached his home village, you could see the spire of the Catholic. The church was still there. Now, it may not have been being used, but it was there. So as they approach, Father Lee orders the driver to stop. And um, he stops. He he gets out of the car and he starts running towards the church in the distance, running like a a child. He gets there. He falls down on his knees and uh, a local Catholic comes out, says, "Okay, we're going to take care of him now, but you got to get out of here. He says this to Father Polity. He says, "You need to leave right now; otherwise, we'll all get in trouble, and you'll get in trouble." So that was it. Father Polity left,
0: and he never saw Father Lee again, did he?
1: That's correct. He never saw him again, and um, he found out that Father Lee had died of a heart attack uh, not long after they had seen each other. And as for Father Polity, you know, the Chinese government was very unhappy with him not only for his trips to China, and I'm sure they found out, you know, with the surveillance, they found out, but more to the point, he had managed to release some photographs of a Catholic bishop who had died uh, in custody. They showed his body lying on a slab with multiple bruises all over his body. And Father Polity released those, and they wound up being published, and the Chinese government was furious. So, uh, the word got out, and he was relieved of his pastoral duties, as they say. So, he returned to Milan, uh, which is where PIME was based. Now, years go by, and uh, my son Rennie goes to Milan and films him. And I think you may have seen that. But in any event, uh, he tells all these stories and uh, how i got involved and what he remembers about me and of course the whole story of father lee
0: why has this particular story stayed with you
1: i was raised as a catholic i was an altar boy uh, to father mulligan and so you know I, i felt close to the church and when i had a chance to start intervening on behalf of catholics i did that's what happened
0: in 2018 there was an agreement between china and the vatican That would let the Pope choose the bishops in China. Do you think the situation has changed much for Catholics there?
1: Well, uh, it's quite controversial, but it appears that several Catholic uh, bishops who were members of the Catholic Patriotic Church, uh, which is the government-sponsored Catholic Church, were in fact made bishops. They were priests and they were made bishops without getting the approval of the Vatican. So, sorry to say, this uh, particular agreement, and there have been others, has not been honored uh, by the Chinese government.
0: John, thanks for sharing your story with us today.
1: Thank you, Siwa, and thank you to all the listeners.
0: If you'd like to learn more about John's work, visit www.dohua.org. And remember, if you want the latest news and stories from Doha, subscribe to us.